Welcome to the Old Head Otaku. My name is Kwame B. They put you on game. Hello, this is the Old Head Otaku, and I am your host, the Old Head Otaku, a.k.a. Kwame. Uh, this is my flagship episode. I had another flagship episode at one point, but I decided to change it up and talk about a series that I very much enjoy and very much uh, am obsessed with at the moment. Um, for a show called Old Head Otaku, you'd expect me to do older series, which, don't get me wrong, that is definitely in the works. But I really wanted to talk about a series that I feel like more people should get into. It's a newer one. It's been out for about three, four years now. And I'm talking about Jujutsu Kaisen, or what I like to call the Nega Shonen. Not the anti-shonen, not the dark shonen, but the Nega Shonen. It is a shonen at its core, but it does things with the shonen tropes that I am genuinely coming to love. And I, I've seen done in other series, but I think it's done better uh, in this series compared to its contemporaries like Bleach or Yu Yu Hakusho. Now, I know people are going to hear that and think, oh, he think did he just say Jujutsu Kaisen is better than Bleach and Yu Hakusho? I definitely think it's better than Bleach. I would say that it gives me the same feels that Yu Hakusho and, by extension, uh, Hunter Hunter gives me in terms of, like, complex stories, morally gray characters, morally gray environments, complex power system, and just, like, a series that makes me go, I want to learn everything about this world as much as possible. But I do think it's better than Bleach. Don't at me. Come at me about this later. We'll talk about Bleach when the time comes. I will give you a whole breakdown about why Bleach is kind of a series I let, let fall to the wayside. But I'm, I'm getting off track. Today's topic is Jujutsu Kaisen, the Nega Shonen. Now, you might be asking, what is Jujutsu Kaisen? Jujutsu Kaisen, like Demon Slayer before it, is a series that doesn't try and do much to reinvent the real. But it does, however, take the tropes we are familiar with and the influences it has and so proudly wears on its sleeves and subverts them in their own ways. The way we wouldn't expect from this kind of series, especially one that runs in Shonen Jump next to stuff like A Demon Slayer or My Hero Academia, you know. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is a series written and drawn by Gege Akitame, a pen name used by this artist and writer. Following some well-received one-shots, uh, number nine in Nenkai Bungai Bada Barujura, which I will talk about here in a little bit, uh, they were given a chance to write a four-chapter miniseries called Tokyo Metropolitan Curse Technical School. And from the amazing success and the well-received... Uh, uh, nature of it from the fan base they were given the opportunity to expand upon this universe and evolve it into what is now known as Jujutsu Kaisen as far as influences go they have cited Gigatami has uh, cited Taikubo of Bleach fame as a major influence as well as the works of Yoshihiro Togashi of Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho fame which the majority is apparent in reference which the latter two series Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter seem to play a way bigger influence this series in my opinion in terms of power system and then like approach to fights and aesthetic than i would say bleaches there's definitely some bleach aesthetic in there too and influence but i would say that togashi seems to have really influenced gege agatami uh born in the iwate prefecture on february 26 1992 getting their start working for in the manga industry as an assistant to yosohiro kano the creator of a manga called kiss time or kiss death in 2014 they would get their first published one-shot, Kimishiro Sosa, published in Shueisha's Jump Next, Volume 2, on May 7th, 2014. 
followed by another one shot called Number Nine, again published in Je- Shonen Jump next, following in the following year, May first, twenty fifteen. The next short they would work on is actually one of that gained them some real notice, which is uh, Ninkai Bongai Baru Barujira, that premiered October third, twenty sixteen, and actually earned them a Gold Future Cup award. Now, like I said, I will. I have come to truly love Gegetami's work, and I think the thing that stands out about their work to me is that it seems like, you know, they're in their 30s. They're about the same age as me. I get the vibe from them that they read stuff like Bleach and Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho and Naruto, and though they love those series, I feel like they also saw the issues with those series that I see with those series. Uh, for example, um, when it comes to the comparison between Bleach and Nar- Bleach and Jujutsu Kaisen specifically, uh, I always think about the main characters of Ichigo and Yuji. Uh, Yuji is a character who currently doesn't have uh, a solid motivation, and in Bleach, uh, Ichigo has motivations, but they also seem kind of nebulous. I feel like Jujutsu Kaisen is handling Yuji's uh, lack of motivation compared to Ichigo's lack of motivation differently. Or not necessarily lack of motivation, but having different types of motivation motivation compared to like their contemporaries like Naruto where it like or or Luffy where like I'm gonna be the Pirate King or I'm gonna be Hokage. They're both characters who just genuinely want to protect people, but they both exist in a world that makes it difficult for them to do that in the way that they would want to, you know? But I digress. I do want to talk about the other works of Gege Akatami to give you a good idea of like where they were and what got them to where they are today in terms of their series. Um, their more popular series, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, we're going to start off with their first series, Kamishiro Sosa. Uh, the series itself follows a young girl named Suzy Ayamiya and her partner Genji, a pair of kami, beings who could be considered another group of humans with the power tied to one's specialty. Uh, in the case of Susie, she is a doll maker. She has the ability to create uh, living dolls, which if you watch Jujutsu Kaisen or read Jujutsu Kaisen, sound very familiar to a character that we all know and love. Uh, and Genji is a sword master. Um, they both have been tasked to saving a village that has been sealed under what appears to be a giant cooking pot. Um, off top, this being their earliest series, you can definitely see the DNA of things to come and a fun things to come from Gege. Uh, they have the series is a very fun and bizarre power system uh, that leads to lead that the lead pair have for the 45 page story. Uh, it's pretty hard to find. Uh, it took me a minute to figure out where to read it, but I hope you can. If you're interested in this and you're curious, just look up uh, Kamishiro Sosa and <laughs> give it a go. Um, the power system is really interesting. Like I said, it's a system in which the characters have a specialty, and that is their mastery. Like I said, Susie's a doll maker, but in the case of the main bad guy of the story, the main antagonist, he can summon cooking ware and cooking pots and use them as weaponry. And again, they seal the village under a giant cooking pot. Uh, it is it, it has a fantastic twist, one that plays back into, I think, the tragic tone that Gegagakatami likes to bring to their manga world, where... Characters who have very happy-go-lucky exteriors have also suffered great tragedy and how they go about fighting against that tragedy to change the world and, you know, be better for the world. But yeah, Kamishiro Sosa, 
Reddit, super great. The artwork is, you can tell it's like their earliest style. It reminds me a lot of a series I used to read called Ares, which is a manhwa. The, the, the art style is way more reminiscent of that than anything that would show up later on. But you can tell that they're, they're finally coming into their own in terms of like creativity with this first series. Um, the next big series that they put out, one that probably got them a good bit of notoriety, is a series called Number 9. Uh, this is their second one shop and probably more my favorite of the three. Number nine follows a young woman named Megumi as she finds herself involved with a mysterious Yakuza by the name of Sukumo Hiramasa and the wild and dangerous world of the back. Uh, the mysterious beings known as the Eerie and the mysterious beings known as the Eerie. This one, again, demonstrates Gege's wonderful talent for creating a unique tone and, and with tropes present in Shonen. Sukumo, a.k.a. Nine, is devilishly entertaining and carries a menace that Gege likes to infuse in a lot of their characters. Uh, another one making me wish that it was a bit longer. Number Nine is interesting. Uh, again, uh, the main character or the main uh, powered character, Sukumo, is, reminds me aesthetically of uh, Toga from, or Toge from, from Jujutsu Kaisen. He has like a shorter kind of brownish bobbish hair cut and has a few unique markings on his face but his power involves summoning gifts and he can summon these koi fish from boxes that allow him to they can manipulate and fuse against his opponents and it is it is a very fun quick read it's like i don't know, I think we'll say like again it's like 60 70 pages um and again you can see tiny bits of that same kind of tone that we'll see later on in Jujutsu Kaisen your main character who carries themselves with the air of like menacing and evil but when you get down to brass tacks they're actually a really kind and caring individual who likes to fight for those who cannot fight for themselves um i really i really love number nine it's got great character designs and, and, and great world building and I, I suggest everyone go and look for it or look up the art i i posted on my instagram which i will definitely put in the credits of this or in the notes of this as well <laughs> um and then this last one well i guess technically the last one shot but not the last like prequel or last pre-work before jujutsu kaisen is a series called nikai bongai bora borojira man it's a mouthful it's taken me months to even say that properly i'm not even sure if i got that 100 percent right but that is you know what it is uh the final one shot uh, of this trifecta is, is we meet two young heroes in the story you have nurana kento and hanami in a world where, where all weapons have been outlawed monsters known of kaiju have emerged uh, with no more traditional weaponry all a uh, being known as fukujin was commissioned to be created to fight off the invader kijin Naruma is your typical yankee delinquent after witnessing a battle between the fukujin who he refers to as Mask Man. He eventually is caught in the middle of the conflict and discovers that the monster and his classmate have a deep secret to their battle. This is a great one. Uh, this one, if you're currently reading Kaiju number eight, it kind of feels like Kaiju number eight uh, in terms of main character having a secret, one of the main characters having a secret involving a giant monster, using it for combat. Uh, I really want I really love the main character, Kento. He seems like, to me, the true predecessor to yuji itadori who we see in jujutsu kaisen even his hairstyle and like general like appearance and like use in the story feels like his backstory was used for yuji he is a young 
strong high schooler who has supernatural, almost supernatural levels of strength and fighting prowess. Even his character design is uh, very reminiscent to Yuji, except instead of red being a prominent color in his design, he has more of a tealish green. He was like a teal green t-shirt in a traditional like Japanese schoolboy outfit. Uh, and Hanami, the young lady who he meets, is another example of like I think Gege Akatami's incredible ability to bring both a realistic and diverse character design to female characters. You know, uh, they're drawn to be a bit uh, uh, not I wouldn't say I wouldn't say chubbier, but a bit more like average size. You know, a bit bigger, and she has bigger legs, and she has the same kind of very powerful presence to her, regardless of all that. You know, she she's just a really cool character that we see in the series and again i suggest reading all three of these series um i will try and find some links to put in the character into the story notes of this episode when it's released so that you can find them uh i wish i could say i could find legal means to them but you might have to find some not so legal means to do so uh they were never really at least in english at least they're not on the shonen jump app or on the plus app so you might have to go some hunting and find some scans of them. But I definitely think that all 3D series do a very good job of setting up the things that we will see from Gege Akatami. Again, darker tones to their stories, you know, dealing with characters who whose outward appearance doesn't necessarily match the in inward appearance. Um, a world where interesting creatures exist and the people who have to deal with them. You could tell that Gege was working towards something here. Um, these three are one shots are wonderful introductions to the creator of what would become one of the most popular shonen series currently running. Uh, tiny details in these stories share DNA and feel like a roadmap to Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, for example, Nikai, the character of Naruma, feels like a prototype to Yuji, like I said. Uh, from character design down to the ridiculous monster strength and durability that they exhibit in the fight. I could see Kento would be a character Gege would want to revisit, even in a spiritual successor kind of way. Also, the creative and visual unique approach to the power system in number nine in Kamishiro uh, Sosa reminds me a lot of what we see in Cursed Energy, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Number nine, especially with the eerie creatures he uses in battle, which are which is a, a spectral koi fish in the gift box, an aesthetic, in the gift box aesthetic of his techniques that belie. A far more powerful ability visually screams JJK in terms of like the very esoteric and specific abilities a lot of these characters have. In my headcanon, Tsukumo is a sorcerer from Japan working in his own lane, you know, uh, because we do know in Jujutsu Kaisen there are characters who are sorcerers but don't necessarily have any alignment to the upper echelon of the sorcerer world. Again, you can clearly see all these stories in Gay's love for wearing the influences on their sleeve but has a great skill in f flipping those tropes and adding them to their own spice uh, to a familiar, which we see for sure in Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, but yes, on to the topic, you know, now that I've spent like 15 minutes talking about these other series in Gagagatami themselves, which if you're wondering why I haven't gone into greater detail about Gagagatami, they're incredibly mysterious. Um, we know what they look like from their drawings of themselves, but whether they're a man, whether they're a woman, whether they're non-binary, we don't really know. They're just like every other mangaka that I'm a fan of who tends to keep themselves very isolated from the world and keep their, you know, guard up and 
you know, but I, if so, if you hear me say they or just refer to Gege by Gege, that's because I couldn't tell you if they're a man or woman, and I don't like making the assumption one way or another. Whatever. Anyway, on to Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen is a, very, is a series with a very interesting plot summary, as I mentioned. This is a series that got its start at almost completely different, completely different story with a completely different lead character. This is something that I find interesting as well. As for many legendary manga, once you get got their start as a one-shot, but most of the time, if that one-shot goes on to become a full-fledged series and weekly show and jump, they usually go through major changes. For example, Naruto started off as the son of the Nine-Tailed Fox and being a fox himself as opposed to what we later got. But in Jujutsu Kaisen, its prototype stage is retconned to be a prequel. Now referred to in a way that's way easier as Jujutsu Kaisen Zero as opposed to that ridiculous name that we got earlier which is Jujutsu Technical School it's I'm so glad it was short to Jujutsu Kaisen which means sorcerer fight way easier way to get that across um when it comes to uh, the world and characters of Jujutsu Kaisen, this is a series that holds a dark mirror to the rest of its contemporaries in a long history of Shonen Jump. The way the themes of negativity and whether it is what it and whether it mean what it means to live or die, or what it means to have something to fight for, themes we've seen in countless times in other series. The way Jujutsu Kaisen filters these tropes through the power of friendship or the inner demon through darkness is something I find very refreshing. I plan on going through some more specific examples uh, in the series as we go on, but I'd like to talk about how this negativity affects the world of Jujutsu Kaisen and the, its current MCG Tidori. Uh, Yuji is from a school of lovable, thick-headed, well-meaning powerhouses the in the world of shonen he sits somewhere between a slap sticky immaturity of naruto and the tough as nails brawler of yusuke Urameshi. Uh from the moment we meet him we meet a boy who already walk who's already been rocked by loss of his family and is eventually thrust into the brutal world of jjk after eating the finger of the king of curses sukuna unlike the inner demons in other shonen Sukuna and Yuji's relationship has been drawn purely antagonistic. At no point do I see Sukuna giving Yuji power to fight a big battle, but instead would rather laugh at Yuji's blight. Yuji himself, unlike many shonen protags, doesn't have a grand goal to reach. He doesn't he does not desire to be the number one cursed sorcerer or get revenge. As it stands, Yuji is a character searching through darkness and pain to find meaning in life that for him might be cut short it's the negative effect of this story that seems to be having on its characters for every leap in power our characters find themselves more and more slipping into darkness but this isn't in terms of people on the contrary as megami fushiguro puts it we aren't heroes we're jujitsu sorcerers in these words and in many other moments in the series we see that people these sorcerers find themselves faced with death every day and yet choose to fight for humanity we have also a great complex power system in cursed energy and cursed techniques can run from giving from pretty straightforward to needing to research how a game like pachinko is played in order to understand the ability not only does this system add a bit of mystery to the battle aka battles aka uh like jojos where learning an ability of your opponent is key i appreciate the way it is also tied into the story as we learn more about the various abilities and techniques of the world we see that 
these are indeed curses that the effects they have on the people they are tied to. For example, the Zenin clan, a clan that is values its power for good techniques and shunning those who lack luster, especially the women of their clan who are treated as less than and have and whose value is only uh, measured by their beauty and usefulness. This reflects on the negativity tied to the jiu-jitsu world and but also it leads to people like gojo soturo and set ghetto suguru or ghetto sugimoto excuse me uh wanting in their own ways to bring a change to the world as i continue through the series i will be talking more in depth about these characters in the world of jujutsu kaisen yes this is a pretty short episode. It was more or less just an intro to the world. And I wanted to talk about Gege Akatami and how they've really, truly jumped up in into being like my rank number one in this new school of Jujutsu Kaisen. Everything about the aesthetic of the series, the power system, the characters have truly come to love. Um, and next episode, I will be going into, let me look at my notes here. Next episode, I will be going into, oh man, where is it? Let's see. Uh, where are all the things? Oh. Right. Next episode, I will be going into Jujutsu Sorcery. <laughs> yes, Jujutsu Sorcery will be the next thing I want to talk about in this series. Because, man, do I love me some Jujutsu Sorcery. The cursed energy power system has truly become one of my favorites. And uh, you'll find out next time here on Old Head Otaku why it is. But anyway, for now, I'll be signing off. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this. I getting this podcast off the ground has been a pain in the butt mostly because of my own motivation and other things in life uh but i hope that you guys stick with me through here and become a fan um if you want to follow me online i mostly have an instagram it is old head otaku uh and that's uh, let me double check i think there's a bunch of older underscores here uh let's uh, make sure uh Yes, it is old underscore head underscore otaku. And you'll know it's my profile because you'll see Brooke just chiefing. Uh, anyway, but that's it. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your night or day or whatever. Deuces. <laughs>